Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Flower, back with another East Tennessee Fishing Report with Ellis Ward. How you doing, Ellis? I am doing well, Marv. How are you? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. And, you know, it's kind of funny, right? It's, you know, two weeks ago we talk, it's cold, you're having a shad kill, and now it's almost 80 degrees every day and you got dry flies going on. What are you seeing? Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a reversal in terms of timing, but um, the the trend of um, small betas and even some little caddis kind of taking over the rivers and, like I'd said, the yellow bugs, the sulfurs, and BMDs being being gone for a while now. But that that trend's continuing, and with the warmer temperatures and um, a, a a good degree of variation in flows, which um, I, I should say includes a lot of low water. The what I've been focusing on and and the trips I've been running have been focused almost exclusively on dry flies. And you know we'll we'll get into some of the the streamer stuff with the rises and falls, but but the the big water streamer windows are, you know, a couple hours at a time and you're either chasing or getting chased um, by rises and falls. So to be able to camp out and really watch the, the bug activity progress and watch the feeding progress in some of these sections where you would just see pods that on good days would let you, you know, you'd be able to whack a few out of the same pot and, you know, go go to the next hot spot and do the same and um, maybe switch some bugs. But it's been, you know, we're watching whole sections and I'm rowing past risers. To, to go to more simply because we're running out of daylight and you know we're we're really there have been a couple in, in the last few weeks where dropping down in the last shoot going towards the boat ramp we're still we're still hooking up on the way out so it, it's been fun there's there are a lot of boats on these rivers that's no secret and there's also a lot of fish and there are also a lot of bugs so it's been pretty cool to see just the the display of how many fish are are in here and how active they get Uh, you know they're they're not seeing 60 70 boats in a day they're the the roster is probably 20% 20% of what it is during middle of the summer. So, um, you know, still have to exercise some caution and they can be picky with the types of bugs, but um, you get a good presentation and, and even stay, you know, fishing 18s, 20s, you, you can stay within 5X and, um, you know, you don't have to drop down to 5.5 or 6 and, and worry about snapping them off when they're when they're really going but for for wade fishermen and if you do have a boat when you start seeing stuff happening bug activity and this is mostly late afternoons evenings 
if you have another, you know, and, and I wouldn't normally say this, but if you're halfway through your float and you're starting to see some stuff and you might be worried about daylight, you know, keep moving. Uh, it, it's pretty likely that you're going to encounter more of the same and, and it's going to continue to get more fun and said another way easier um, as the evening wears on. Yeah, got it. Cause you're basically, you're, you're fishing into the hatch, right? So, um, you know, you're going to have, you know, I guess as opposed to going to like, you know, emergers to dries on top, you're going to have kind of the full thing going by the time you're ready to take out. Right. Yeah. And you, you're really watching there, there, there's going to be subtle rises and some of those sippers are, those are my favorite because it's just, it's so clear that their blinders are on and they're ready to, to go for it. So, you know, there, there are plenty of emerger patterns that are highly visible and, you know, certainly uh, I'll even fish some of the CDC stop. I'll fish is the, um, the emerger just with the, the body sort of sunk in the water and, and that'll double, you know, that's, that's a dry, it has enough of a profile to to be a dry fly so um yeah you're fishing the you're fishing the full cycle of bugs and it's kind of happening over the course of afternoon evening um but you know obviously you can you can pick them off throughout the day yeah you know sporadic rising but um that's daytime stuff is has been you know, fishing those rises and falls with streamers and, and, and kind of settling into the the spots that are good for those handful of days for those, for those hours. Yeah. And so, you know, for fishing to a pod, do you generally, or do you try to pick a fish kind of the best fish out of the pod kind of regardless of where it is, or do you try to kind of fish the pod almost like you'd fish a pool right from the outside in and from the back to the front? Yeah, really good question. And I wish there were some recordings of me on the boat. I always like to find a fish and ideally the angler is going to cast to a fish, even if there's, you know, 10, 15, I I like I prefer to get the outside in approach going. Um, in in some instances that that we've seen recently, just with how quickly things progress, and also the you know these fish moving around and tail out, it's less of the stagnant. You know I, they aren't going to move unless that bug is right above their face in a lane. And it's more of, you know, truly pods moving around um, to where those those bugs are in the highest concentration. And so, yeah, I'll remind people to find a fish and cast to it. I think that helps with concentration and with the, you know, anticipating the eat, pause, set. Um, if you're just sort of casting blindly, it can you can get surprised and um, pop that hook out pretty quickly if, you know, you, you don't realize that there's a, a fish 
right under where you're casting. But uh, yeah, to you know, you're, you're spot on though. Going outside in um, for some of the more advanced guys, if we're sitting there for a little bit and it's not a big deal to not boat a fish, um, you can sit there and watch for a little bit and start to see where the big ones are. Um, you're typically going to blow a good number of fish that you could catch when targeting, you know, the, the one or two bigger ones in there, but it, it is certainly possible and, um, already enough patience and, uh, you know, being a, a student of the water while you're out there to, to make the dry fly game work. If you want to get those, the biggest of the fish in there feeding, um, you do have to take a breath and ignore a lot of other fish. Yeah, got it. And uh, got another question for you. This is this one's from Will, and it's a streamer question. And he wanted to get your thoughts on how you adjust your approach and tackle when you're streamer fishing on the South Holston, kind of based on the generation schedule. Sure. Um, so fishing the rise of the fall, I, I'm going to start with the, and I'm, I'm actually looking at the clock right now <laughs> because we, we could be here until we talk next. So fishing the, a, a, as a baseline, I'm going sevens and eight weights and um, sinking line. I I tend to like the the faster sinking, you know, the scientific anglers and triple density, the Rio outbound short, um, three five seven, seven inch seven inch per second. Um, so very aggressively sinking lines and fishing neutrally buoyant or buoyant flies. That it's a great question and something that I've been I'm doing a lot more recently, especially because we're getting these windows of, you know, three hour pushes and chasing daylight on both ends, you know, starting at dawn and really only getting two hours of that push and, you know, rowing with that, but really only getting four hours. So I will, I'll switch to, not full intermediate. Um, I, I have in the past, but the the full sink line it does a number of different things. And one of the biggest ones is that when you deliver a fly, when you deliver a streamer and it gets eaten, um, if you're moving it, you're keeping tension on the line, you know, giving it action, anticipating the eat, that thing is in a straight line. And so you're just, you're naturally set up to give a decent hook set when you have to deal with a bow in the line, which happens with intermediate and with floating line. And it's, it's not mending. It's not anything like that. It's just, that's a neutrally buoyant or buoyant thing that's in water. So it's just the moving current 
imparts a force on that that's greater than the the sink tip or the the end of that line so those triple densities in the full sinks um it just it keeps stuff in a line so you know scientific anglers makes an intermediate sink two sink three um that i have really enjoyed both fishing myself and and having anglers fish another thing i do is extend leaders so you can specifically with you know going from some of the hair bugs the, the drunken disorderlies uh a swim bug you know the the, the buoyant flies where you're you're sinking it with the line going to the the circus peanut platform um i call them the the jig or the strip flies but being able to extend your leader and accentuate or exaggerate and really utilize that kill because those things go up and down and you know i, I tie them pretty sparsely you can start to see in some of the stuff we read about you know the rules of thumb like they're people talk about them and fish that way for a reason. So being able to fish a little slower and keep it in the kill zone with, with some of those jig flies on a less sinky line with a longer leader, you can just, it gives you a little more room to play with um, what the, what the bitiness is telling you. If it's on the fall, if it's just really, if it's slower movements, um, if it's just really extended kills, which can be painful, uh, to just strip, strip again, that pause feels like a lifetime and it, it, it just becomes easier and less of a, a risk to your sink line getting washed downstream, wrapped around boulders, whatever. If you're, if you're dropping down to those, the triple densities and, uh, SA also has a Trout Express with a, a floating running line. So a lot of different options out there as you're going from big water to less big water. Got it. And, you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media, whatever's easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag and then you're going to get a drawing for a really cool uh, setup from Ellis at the end of the season. We're going to draw for two days of fishing with him and a night at the Watauga River Lodge. Right, Ellis? That is right. Um, yeah, night down at it's sort of in the middle of the Watauga Middle River from, from Brownie at the Watauga River Lodge, which I appreciate greatly. Yeah, very, very neat. And, uh, you know, uh, before I let you go, Ellis, you want to let folks know where they can find you so they can book you and fish with you this winter? Sure. You can find me on Instagram at Ellis Ward Flies. And a lot of that is the flies I've been tying and some personal fishing. And um, that is a good place to send me a message, contact me. Otherwise, always feel free to call or text at 513-543-0019. Well, you know, folks, I always say fall is my favorite time of the year to be on the water and you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ellis. Appreciate it, Marv. Mm -hmm.